coming to you live from Parkview Studios, the garage. This is the Brothers Catch Up, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together to catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi. With me, as always, is my brother, Frankie Biazzi. You didn't have to say her last name. I forgot about the last name part, <laughs> and then I was like, that sounded weird. Uh, how was your week? Good. I'm getting jacked again. Nice. For all the listeners. Your boy's getting getting swole. I've been killing it. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm like embracing dad bod. I don't know. I think when... I think we get you back into the gym. <laughs> I want to start hiking more. That's, like, a, that's good. You can do like, that. Do more local hikes. I mean, where are you going? There's got to be places I can go around here. Well, our state park. If they want like more like elevation than a warehouse. You'd have to go up north. Like there's some places up we'll find. By like uh, Crystal. Yeah, go up there. I think uh, we're going to the Poconos in January. You're going to the Poconos I don't to know. ski. Amanda keeps making plans. Do you ski? Uh, Do no. you snowboard? Yeah, you have a snowboard. I've snowboarded twice. Got a concussion the first time. Second time, I was pretty good. So, see what happens the third time. Yeah. Third time's a charm. I'm going to be killing it the third time. In the Florida Keys. I'm not a fan of winter activities. You know why I do like winter activities? I like not sweating. You still sweat. Yeah, but it's, like, different. It's more dangerous. Because, what do you mean? What do you mean, what do I mean? Everyone knows. If you sweat in the winter, when you're wearing all that stuff, you'll mm-hmm. freeze to death faster in the winter. That's why, like, you're not supposed to sweat. Because the clothes get wet, and then because it's wet, they freeze. And it's, like, on your skin. And then your body just dies. I would check your signs on that. I watched enough Survivor Man to know... That dude is why he just go barefoot in the snow. He's like, I'm in a car with a match. <laughs> it's negative oh thirty eight degrees outside. Remember that show Bait Car? That was the best show. How is that legal? It's not. I think that's why it's not in the air anymore. Like they're just entrapping people. <laughs> it's not fair. And arresting them, like on camera. Like you Ah, uh, this guy's got a a bad record. Well that's He's... the same reason why that uh Chris Hansen? To catch a predator? Yeah. Yeah, that seemed like entrapment, too. <laughs> now, those people are... They're scumbags. But... But, like, none of those... I don't think many of those charges actually ever held up. It was just all for TV. Because, like, most of the time, they're like, Hey, I'm 16. You want to come over? They're like, I don't know. I really shouldn't. You're, like, 16. And he's like, come on. I won't That's actually... Like, that's... that. It's not even that. But, like, in the process of filming people in the act of committing crimes that you're like egging them on to commit it's not seen favorably I guess when you're like in trial by judges which makes sense it's like you did what this guy's face is all over what they should have done a better show would have been you do that exact same thing and then when they get to the house you just kill them (laughs) they don't get a trial or anything it's just like You've committed one of the most hein- you've wanted to commit one of the most heinous crimes we have. You're dead now. See, that gets into like some Squid Games, Black Mirror type stuff. I'm fine with it. Ah. Dystopia is not fun. Don't try to fuck kids. <laughs> Name of I this mean, episode. Yes. 
We could agree there. Joe Biden, stop trying to fuck kids, dude. Did you see the pictures? No. What pictures? Oh, my God. I don't know how they do it. But, like, this White House administration, this is why, like, if you're not familiar with Q shit, you say things online to make fun of Q shit that makes you sound so stupid to people who actually are familiar with it. Because people like to make fun of the Q people because they think everything is scripted or, like, an event or whatever. But when you see what the White House actually does, it only makes sense if it's scripted. Because it's so embarrassing. Like, who would want to believe that these people are that incompetent or lack that kind of awareness? It's so it's so much easier and such a comfort to just what be like... What pictures are you talking about? All right. Joe Biden visited a school. Like, in... I don't even remember where he was. But it, the pictures came out yesterday and this morning. And... On the chalkboard is like a, a little. These kids are preschoolers, like they're they're babies, children, small small babies. Oh god! And there's a just a picture on the board like that says "Build Back Better," and there's a kid sitting in a chair, and Joe Biden is just straddling over him, like the kid's head is like in his crotch, while he and like Biden's like 80 years old, hovering over them. It's like, why is it? Why are you politicizing like this preschool? For a photo op, and couldn't you make the photo op like less creepy? Does his dick have to be on this little boy's head? The answer is yes. It does. It does have to be that way. <laughs> because how else is Joe Biden gonna get off <laughs> if he doesn't get to put his crotch on kids' heads? So maybe you stop being the weird one. <laughs> but that's what it seems like. So when people are when people start to dive into these conspiracies, I I. Look, I don't know anything. So, like, I don't believe... I don't consider myself a conspiracy theorist anymore. Because I only believe in things that have been proven right every time. Yeah. So, like, fuck you. Well, like, this you Fauci... You're not allowed to call me a conspiracy theorist anymore, because, like, I was right about Fauci the whole time. The dog thing with Fauci is crazy. Not because not because it's surprising. It's what's crazy about I, it is that it's only now that we're talking about it when this has been in the public domain for months. I couldn't even read the like the byline of the article to Amanda without her like wanting to die. <laughs> it's so sick. It's a mess. But, I can't find any of these pictures. It's okay. Joe Biden visited a build a school. The school sign said "Build Back Better." He was like in a grammar school, like not even a grammar school, like a preschool. It's worth looking up. Whatever. But so Fauci ripped the vocal cords out of some beagles in South America, and let them get bitten by flies that transmitted parasites. To yeah, them that's so deliberately. Like, they're just like, let's just let these. F- Sand fleas eat these dogs alive. That's evil shit. It's important to make the people who will say to you that you're anti science or anti vax. I'm anti that. But remind them that it's often the scientists that do some of the weirdest, sickest shit and justify it with science. The most devastating things that have ever been done in the name of humanity, the most debaucherous, the most inhumane, the sickest, have oftentimes been done in the name of humanity. That we know about. You know who's a scientist. I believe, 
there's other shit. But of course, you know who's a scientist? Who? Doctor Frankenstein. <laughs> His name is Doctor Frankenstein. But there's so many. Like it's it's like a warning. Like our, our like, cultural. Hey, this is what doctors do. They made a giant scary monster that wants to kill In everybody. Pop culture throughout throughout American and Western history, mad scientists have been like the villain in so many things whether it's like james bond or or superhero yeah, it films really is always, like always the, a mad scientist look what i've created yeah. like in spider-man alone doc ock the hobgoblin uh there's like eight of them the hobgoblin wasn't a doctor was he he was a scientist yeah oscorp was a scientist yeah, you're right oscorp was a giant science <laughs> big science it's like if pfizer was like that should have just been like pfizer yeah the hobgoblin is so, throwing Pfizer So to vats. be like, you're anti-science. It's so ignorant. And these this come from the left, who spent the last two decades on the climate fight, and they know how science can be funded in order to f- push narratives by giant corporations that enhance their profits. Well, this is why... And I, I want to be careful with what I say here. Unlike every other time we speak, well, no, on this I, time. I don't want to come off as negative in the sense of like it's all we're all doomed because I don't feel that way right now. But when you can't trust anything, your institutions, and any, like anything, like, yeah. and it's not my fault. Like the people on the left who you can't get mad at me for not wanting to trust the news. Are you kidding me? The news lies. I can any news article. There's a lie somewhere. You go through it. You're like, this is bullshit. So, okay, can't do that. We can't. Tr- I, I can't trust science. You're telling me to trust science. I can't. You've you've made that impossible. But like, so like, a difference what, between not trusting science. How, how do societies function when you no longer can don't. have trust in these institutions? No, this is what collapses look like. Yeah, like you know who has faith in their institutions. No. The fucking Chinese. <laughs> but they shouldn't either. Well, a, a majority of the Chinese be- like their social credit system. No, China's fucking weird. But it, it's going to be that way here, too. That's what I mean. Like, when it comes here, it'll be liked by most people. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, already kind of liked by people now. Yeah, exactly. We can't believe how many people support... The establishment. The establishment wants this stuff, so I don't get it either. But that's why we've been having this podcast. We're like going up on a year of the podcast. This is episode fifty. This is exactly what we talked about in the very start of the podcast. It's where we're headed now. Like this is a real division. This is a real divide. It's crazy how much has changed in a year. Yes. You know what we should do for episode 52? What? We should sit down and just read the titles of all the previous episodes and see where we're at with, like, the topics now. Like, revisit so, Like, revisit topics. Pimento Olives. <laughs> Remember when we learned how that we learned about that machine? Uh, so... It is kind of sad. Like, it's sad to think that there is this great... 
The distrust is caused because there's so much that we know they're lying about. And they is the just the collective that you could use for the establishment politic, the ruling class. Like, JFK's famous speech where he talks about the secret societies, his whole point isn't necessarily that secret societies need to be exposed and disbanded, which was the main point, but it was more so that governments and secrets shouldn't be something we accept. No. And... It's laughable now because I don't think you could get a poll of any number of people in this country who wouldn't say yes to the question of are there some things that the government should keep from their people? And and to me, just the way I view it, is the government is just a collection of individuals. They're a collection of people that are just like you and me. And ideally, they're not even politicians. They're like exterminators and lawyers and you, well most of them are lawyers but they're they're teachers and they're grocery store clerks they're not high powerful figures they're the common man so the idea that just because you elect a group of them that there are things that they should be able to and be allowed to keep from the public to me makes no sense because they're not given special rights just because they were elected they were elected because they well, you I mean, have you a could, trust for them. Well, yeah, I guess you could say security clearances are like they're given security clearances. That's what allows them. But like I don't – the biggest thing I disagree with in this is like national security. Like that's always the excuse. Like, well, for the interest of national security, like we can't – when the fuck have you guys ever stopped anything? <laughs> well, they – they do, but they, it's because they usually set it up themselves. Like when a school shooting happens, and they're like, yeah, we've had that kid flagged for a while. Uh, we talked to him a few months ago. Whoops. <laughs> like, okay. He was actually in our building. It's like, I don't know. Like, they, like, fuck national security. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, we just bombed a school because we were like, that's where the terrorists are. Whoops. Actually, we Turns we're out wrong. they weren't there. <laughs> But that's my point. Like, just let us know stuff. It's fine. When you when you can go all the way back to, like, World War II, and there are so many stories that the official story have just been proven to be such a load of lies and untruths that, in hindsight, it's laughable, and we still don't have the official versions or documents. Like, I don't even believe... Here's the depressing thing. I don't even believe that if they, if we were to overthrow the government in some like triumphant revolution of human consciousness, it's and okay, decide, matter. well, I don't think there's even documentation any longer for us to even know the truth about so many things. No, for sure not. So, that's the problem is there's no one person that deserves knowledge and information, and you can go to Aaron Schwartz, who was one of the co-founders of Reddit, who was a radical. Like wanted everything out in the public. Free world. internet yeah. activist. And it's so crazy when I go online these days and how the internet has just been neutered to basically nothing and no one even notices. And think about what Aaron Swartz's vision for the internet was and what I believe the internet was and has clearly been proven wrong. As a space where the human mind collective can come and just spam itself yeah. into existence. And... When there's not a hundred percent 
truth in our collective knowledge, I think it's creating a it large disturbance. It here. doesn't work. Yeah. So there are just things that we need to know about the reality of our cultures. And this is in all Western societies. It's not just America that's having these great rifts with itself. No, it's ha- that's, I think, the thing I'm finding fascinating is, like, what I think, here's my overall theory of how it all works. Okay. Trump gets elected. And it's the first sign of the establishment like losing power in America. They're like, "Whoa, hold on, this can't happen. We need to get this back." Surefire way to get it back is we're obviously going to steal the election. That's not even a question. But like, how are we? But gonna think make about it? everything that happened before the election. So I go to COVID, right? Frank, the two impeachments. Yeah, though I don't even care about that. That's not the point. The point is COVID comes along. Because it's used as this way to facilitate power for the, the elite and the establishment. And then they were like, hey, we can actually achieve all our goals a lot quicker with COVID, you know? Like, we don't have to wait for these people to, to give us permission. We can kind of just force their hand into this permission. But what they didn't see coming is the, the collective revolt that is happening... Everywhere. And at some point, like, I think it's just going to all boil over. I think it has to. Or it'll just stop. But I don't see it stop. Like, they're not going to stop. So. I mean, when you say boil over, I think. I'm talking conflict. But here's the thing. Like, real conflict. Conflict's an avenue that I think could happen, but I think we're in we're in a situation where there's so many. It's like a choose your own adventure book, except like the choices. There's a million ways it can go south. It's it's not just that okay we're gonna fight with someone or we're gonna have a conflict internally like there's external factors but i don't think that's what's gonna happen there's economic threats that are that are surging to the surface here's like, how i see it it'll start somewhere not here it won't be here it's looking like australia might be where it, it happens but we'll see could be but it could be anywhere where like the people are going to come together and throw out the powers that be in that country. And once it happens someplace, it's going to happen somewhere else. Then it's going to happen somewhere else. Then it's going to happen a few more places. And it's all going to slowly shift. Like, it's going to be, like, I'm telling you, it's going to be this domino effect of the collective pe- There's no way we continue. we can continue to fight each other on such bullshit. There's no way. Well, I would never make a proclamation that strongly. I don't know what would, what could possibly happen. I will say that before a conflict like that happens, or before something like that could possibly happen, we have to overcome so many other things. Like, the situation for the Western world is very delicate for reasons that are more than just the internal pressures 
that are mounting because of these COVID restrictions and political disagreements. When you look at the rise of China and the way the economic system has been built by the powers that be, they can pull the rug at any... They're trying to. Maybe not. It's not fair to say they could pull the rug at any time because I believe they are trying to pull the rug now. And they haven't been able to yet. Like The American economy is surprisingly strong and resistant to these... Bu- these bubbles are getting bigger and they're flooding, the, they're flooding the economy with money. They're trying to raise the price of everything. They, the hope is that it collapses so that they can reorganize everything with a global crypto and put economic power in Beijing. Fine. Before that happens, if if we're talking about, I don't know, reestablishing the American way of life as we believe it to exist, or like saving our democracy from the corruption that has it strangleholded, we need a cultural consciousness awakening. And that hasn't happened yet. And in, in my opinion, it hasn't gotten any closer. But I thought you said earlier that you felt like it was closer. No, I just feel like we need to learn more about the puppies. I don't think it's. I don't think it's necessarily biting. closer. I just think it's. We have the right people. You yeah. know, it doesn't need. Like I used to think, it had to get closer. It had to shift. You need to wake up everybody. I've come to 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 think, not know, but I come to think. No, actually, you don't. We need you just own, need the need, right people. We need our own place. Yeah. There needs to be like a refugee, like a like a country within a country that can take us all. We need a Chad. What if like, what if America split into two? Like it's a great divorce, but we rethink about the geography of it and we make it like a big, we just carve out like a circle and like they, the, the northeast down to like like Georgia all the way up the top like stays connected build like bridges maybe they even get Canada like Canada can kind of join and we'll take Canada's like refugees in the circle down just at the cut out middle the coast yeah and we'll keep Mexico we'll like straighten Mexico out if anyone's gonna do it probably be Obama before he left office one of the last things he was trying to accomplish was getting a highway that went through Canada through like I I wanted to move out west then because they wanted to put this giant highway that went from Canada all the way down to Mexico. Yeah, we've talked about that. And they wanted to develop out west. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, let me get out on the frontier. That land is going to be crazy valuable. Yes. Um, which is why they're all buying that land, by the way. Um, part of the reason, also to control our food supply. Uh, Speaking of. But my whole point being... Mexico and Canada, I think, would be amicable for a North American Union and just split up the United States. So then the North American Union will be a North-South Union between the North, the Northern part, which is just as I just described, that kind of like goes from Georgia, circles down to the coast of California, but like leaves most of the middle of the country connected to Mexico. So we'll have our own coast. Yeah, and we'll all be and we'll divide up into our own states. It won't work. They don't want to give us up. But then they wouldn't. We'd just be like the EU. We'd be the North American Union. Um, I think I think there's I think there's play there. Have you seen anything about the Colorado River? 
No, what about it? Is it low? It's very low. Not surprised. It's a crisis. It's supposed to dry up before the apocalypse. You know who's going to buy the Colorado River? <laughs> They're going to buy the river. How are they buying the river? Well, because they got people on the inside now. And they have people on the Biden administration who are going to facilitate this. The purchase of the river itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they are going to supply water. We're going to privatize water. Okay, I love everything about this. Guess who? Guess a, who's doing it? Is it an individual? No, it's a well, kind of. It's a family. It's a family. It's a family. The Walmart family. Yeah, the Waltons. The Waltons. The Waltons are going to buy the Colorado Makes River. Makes sense. They're going to privatize water. That's evil and maniacal enough for the Waltons. Isn't that crazy? But see, here's the thing: we've already privatized water. Nestle has been doing shit like that for a decade now. I'm more interested because the Colorado River drying up is one of the great rivers that's supposed to run dry before Christ comes back. So, like, I I just like it as another sign of the apocalypse. Now, listen to this paragraph here. A Wall Street Journal analysis shows that a charitable foundation controlled by the Waltons, the Walton family It's a charitable foundation. It's always charities. Has given about $200 million over the past decade... To a variety of advocacy groups, universities, and media outlets. It's always the three things that get money. Of course. Um, No other donor comes close. Two federal officials, once affiliated with the foundation, have been named to key Biden administration's posts overseeing the river. Perfect. So. It all works out. Isn't that crazy? It's nice when it all just falls into place like that. Really reduces the hassle. Imagine if, like, when you went to buy a house, like, everything just worked out. As easy it would be for you to buy the Colorado River if you were a billionaire. Dude, it's crazy. All you have to do is start your own massive department store chain that exploits child labor. You know what? I changed my mind. I came into here positive today. Let's end it all. (laughs) Blow it up. Start over. You know what I've decided? What? I think I'm going to only buy older cars. Okay. That don't have tech systems. I like that. I don't want to ever be... Michael Hastings. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to take control and kill you. God, so I gotta every time I think about Michael old, Hastings... Old cars. Hey. No, no tech. Probably smart. Guns and old cars, baby. <laughs> horses. Come get me. I want to ride horses. Pew, pew, pew. You can't beam down and take over my horse. I mean, they probably can't. They'll probably put, like, a chip in their brain. <laughs> no. They turn on you start kicking you. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so what else is there to talk about? Do we have anything positive we could talk about? Um, I had a realization this weekend. Oh, yeah, you had your realization about sports. And I yeah. did, too. We both had the same realization. I was laying in my bed on Saturday morning. I still watch sports. I was watching soccer because yeah. I decided, like, I'm a soccer fan. This is week two of me being a soccer fan. My Wolves were 1-0 and lat- or one and in the Frankie era. Game two. Here we go. And I'm like, 60 minutes into the game, and I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> Why am I watching? And I cared. Like, I care. Like, I'm, things, they would get close. I'm like, oh, come on. But, like, I'm rooting for a team that I don't know where Wolverhampton is. Like, I couldn't find Wolverhampton on a map. Uh... They're wearing yellow jerseys with a wolf on it, playing another team that's lives a couple miles away in England. And 
why? There's they, and especially because like I'm watching the Premier League, and like the Premier League, as far as I know, because I know nothing about it, but like they don't have playoffs. Like there's no like they just play the game and then you win your league or you don't. How stupid is that? How stupid is it that we like watch all of these different sports? College football, NFL, baseball, hockey. It's all dumb. They're, They're all meaningless. Every year. They're all nothing. Why is winning why is winning a World Series special? Someone wins it every year. Well it's not. But that's all bread and circuses. If the country is fed and they're entertained, they don't revolt. The problem with everything is We have to outlaw sports. People wake up if they have no sports to watch. Well, less and less do people in America care about sports. And not just sports, just like enter- I love pop sports. culture and entertainment in general. And more and more is the cost of food going up, which is going to increase. But what does it say about me that I'm like, sports are dumb, and they probably contribute to... Our, our mental enslavement yeah, by the, that's by the a good ruling class. But like... I don't care. I love sports. Are you kidding me? You know, I'm not going to watch the Packers play the Cardinals on Thursday? Well, how else are you going to... Well, that's the thing. It's supposed to be in a... I, I have a new phrase I've downloaded. That's the thing. I've said it like 30 times. Um, yeah. It's like how... Uh, man, I just lost my whole train of thought. Why do you have a wart remover? Oh, it's to get warts off. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, but yeah, sports are dumb. But it's not unlike movies or television or anything. Like as as long as people are have this common cohesion in the social pop culture realm, it's all. But that's unraveling in our society. We're losing that cohesion. I don't think we're losing sports, though. I, I think that. The problem is, I don't think that sports are really picking up shares of it. Now, the NFL is a massive audience. Huge. But I just don't think it's as relevant to people. I think I feel that way, at least. Even for me, like I used to be way more diehard than I am now. So maybe it's a bias. But Alec, even for the Baldwin, Dolphins, like, Alec Baldwin killed a guy. A woman. A woman. And then hurt another guy. So, there's that. It sucks. It's hard to be an actor and have the reputation and track record Alec Baldwin has throughout his life and the Baldwin family in general. And then literally murder someone. Someone on Twitter was like making the point like, oh, if it was Chris Pratt, like you wouldn't be calling him a murderer. I'm like, correct. That's... That is actually the cor- correct. I'm calling Alec Baldwin a murderer because, like, he's had multiple incidents and issues where he's violent. I just don't get why. Asshole. Well, here's the thing. Again, I don't get why he gets defended. I don't think because he's Trump. We have dude. to assume the worst. He put on the best Trump impression there was. He's God. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't like any of that. I hope I pray for the family of the victims. And I hope that whatever occurred gets sorted out and whoever is held responsible deserves that responsibility. And we 
understand what role Alec Baldwin played in this whole thing because to me it sounds like there was a lot of issues with this whole movie itself so maybe maybe safety wasn't necessarily a priority here and I don't know it just isn't it isn't like anyone else gets benefit of the doubt but when they're an open leftist the entirety everyone on social media or on in on television has to say like well we know it was an accident Alec Baldwin's too good of a person ever just like pull the trigger and shoot someone didn't Alec Baldwin call his daughter like horrible names <laughs> yeah. is he really that good of a person like the recordings of him belligerently drunk yelling at his family he's such a good person I mean maybe he's great I don't care. His wife lied about being Hispanic for a long time. Do you think it's like some intentional sabotage where they like someone sneakily put a loaded gun where a blank gun was just to No, I just I so really I really do think it's just a just gross incompetence yeah. and negligence. Like it's just bad. Um but that almost makes it worse. Yeah, I mean, it's bad either way. Why the fuck are you guys using a real loaded gun? Why aren't you checking that? If, if you I think it was there's, a real gun. I think the thing that people misunderstand is that there's a difference. Like, the firearms that shoot blanks on set are just firearms. So there's no, no correct, fake gun. Correct, correct. So, but, but why is there live ammunition? Correct. Like, live ammunition shouldn't be anywhere near... Yeah, like, what are we doing? The gun that you shooting using. shit? Yeah, like, I don't think so. I think we're filming a movie. But if you are shooting shit because you want it to be real... Be careful with that gun. <laughs> everyone should be trained on how to be... So well, like, he was pointed at a person because he hit him. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so crazy. And, like, this is where I'll get on the other side of it. and Not other side of it. Not that they're sides. Just, like, I don't care who the person is that, that pulled the trigger. Alec Baldwin might not be a great guy. Maybe he's a great guy. Who knows? I can't even fathom how you live after that. How do you, in the moments, in the in the seconds that like precede that, you just like in one second you're Alec Baldwin or whoever you are. In the next second, you just killed a person who's got a family. Holy, I can't... I'd be throwing up. The, oh, like, yeah. It's crazy. Well, guns... You can't fuck around, man. No, man. They're real, dude. To kill the fuck out of someone. Fuck yeah. Welcome to America, <laughs> baby. <laughs> if, we, if you have ammunition and guns, we do now, mm-hmm. you have to understand that what that thing points at... Dude, I used to think it was... It put holes in. I used to think it was so cheesy on, like, all the gun videos, like... Check check to make sure. How many people are, like, talking about, well, the most important thing is safety. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, no, like, it's it's so it's so true and, and for real. Because they're, it's not like when you're a kid and you're learning how to handle scissors. Or, like, when you're, I mean, when you're old enough. Is. Like, when you're old enough to start using a knife. It's like, yeah. yes, those things are dangerous. But, like, if you accidentally, like slip on the knife and maybe it hits somebody like odds are we're gonna be okay yeah if you accidentally pull a trigger and it blows your friend's head off you're dead they're dead and it's instant and it's instant and there's no taking it back there's no taking it back yeah it's just over 
Do you think people don't think enough? I think what it is... Well, I've never taken... I've taken one kind of training course for guns, but it was just, like, a friend... I'm not necessarily even talking about... But what I was going to say is... I think there's a real lack of understanding of, like, the actual mechanisms of guns just culturally. So when someone gets around guns, there's a casuality of, like, what's happening. But but what I've learned now that I've taken up the interest is this is an old technology that really hasn't come that far. It's come far in a lot of ways, but also, like, you're just talking about an explosive in a tube with a piece of metal that's mm-hmm. going to travel fast and far and we've all thrown things at our friends and hurt them with something yeah or like you know goofing around have like tried to break a window or throw something really hard whatever and i don't think people understand the physics of just like kaboom kapow like yeah and that's kind of what i mean right it's like i don't think we think enough about these things and it's not it's not anyone's fault i don't know if we're necessarily supposed to or supposed to but like We've just become so willy-nilly with everything. Like, I think everything most... gets taken for granted or just thought. Like, think about cell phones, dude. Think about how, like, does it, how much thought do you really put into, like, how this thing operates? Yeah. No. How it gets made. How did this phone Carry get here? Heads, yep. How many people had to work on it? Who's mining the minerals that need it to be used on that phone? Like, all of these things that I don't think we ever really think about. And so when you're someone who's not a gun person, and then you get handed a gun, and it happens to have a live ammo in it. Or maybe even if you're like a, a new gun person or someone who's ha- had guns for a long time but doesn't necessarily hand them, handle them very often, or or even just mental lapses where you... just I've done it with my gun in the short time I've had it where unloaded, just practicing like shoot dry firing. Where I surprise myself with like accidentally pulling the trigger. Because I'm like pulling it out of my waistband or I'm trying to practice the safety mechanism. And you'll and, your finger will hit the trigger. And I'm trying to keep my trigger outside the trigger. Now I'm a new gun owner, and this is just me in the practice with like the blank rounds that I have. It's happened a few times, two or three times. But it's not hard. And if there were bullets no. in it, that would be all it would take. Because if you do it once and it goes kaboom and you're not expecting it to go kaboom, it just it's, all it depends on is where the gun is pointing. Yeah. If it's pointing at you or down at your leg because you're putting it in your pants. or, And that's where I think a lot of gun accidents come from, which is why the effort for gun control is noble in a sense. Like, good, you want to keep people safe because, you know. But it's also misguided because... I think if everyone just had an understanding of guns and, like, a comfort around them and looked at it like a car, like, you need to learn well, how to drive a car. Cars are are more dangerous. Cars are the most dangerous thing that we have in yeah. our society. Well, yeah, we just And you can much more easily kill yourself with a car. And not only can you kill yourself with a car, I mean, you kill a ton of people in a car. We kill a ton of people with a gun, too. No, but I'm saying, like, not actively. Yeah. Like, I can't accidentally... Like, I can't accidentally kill shoot 30 a people. bunch of people. Yeah, that's right. I can accidentally kill a ton of people in a car. Like, you're just driving. 
I'm, I can you see a situation where I'm sitting slips. up my Civil War replica Gatling gun in the backyard and I accidentally fire <laughs> 70 t- rounds across the lake. Ah, shit! I just committed a mass shooting by accident. Fuck! It's Normandy out there. Uh, no. Yeah, you I, can't really do that. I do. But you could accidentally you could fall asleep at the wheel and, but like... that's the problem when you lose nuance. Like, when you lose nuance in, in conversation in, in these topics. And, like, gun control is completely lost nuance. Like, the people yeah. either don't want guns or whatever. But, like... <laughs> there needs... I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. But. <laughs> we both did that. Um... Imagine like nodding off at the wheel of the car and like happens it over. happens all the time. It happens all the time. Dude, they think about this. There's months of the year where roads get so cold that ice forms on them after rain and stuff, and you have these giant patches of ice that, that are black that you over. can't see. <laughs> then a ton of people get behind the wheel of a car that goes 60 miles an hour. Well, it goes way faster well, than that. No, well, I'm, so I'm saying, but like, let's say you're going 60, and you go over these ice patches, and you swerve. And now you just caused a nine-car pileup by accident, and tons of people are dead. Yeah. A girl... I don't want to talk about it on the podcast, but like... Like, car, like car accidents... Are a thing. Are a thing. It's <laughs> so like... The best way to prevent car accidents isn't by banning cars. It's by making sure everyone who gets behind the wheel of a car is as you trained said, as possible. You said before that, you know, we lose nuance, but I don't think nuance is capable is like possible in our political not system. Anymore. Like how do you, but not even that. Like how do you write laws with nuance for issues that are yeah, like Well that's why you shouldn't have for laws. For countries are so that's a whole different topic. Alright. What the, how long was that? It's 42 minutes. That's plenty of time. Look at that. We don't really have that much to say. Not today. Not it. I mean, if Not you're ever. listening to this, you know by now. Like, We're just... We're beating dead horses here. But you should go listen to our entire catalog don't worry, of podcasts. In year two, the podcast is going to become exclusively about TV shows. It's a musical podcast. <laughs> we're talking about cats. Oh, all man. F- that was like one of the best episodes. All 52 episodes. I have a title for this episode. Oh, yeah? I'll tell you after we end it. All right. Bye.
Welcome to the Nihilist Show, where two people who don't care about anything talk about how little everything matters. Oh, my mic was facing the wrong way, so I don't even know if that would pick up. It's definitely pretty low. <laughs> I was literally holding it backwards. I'm also... I don't know. I'm in a good mood. Shut up. So I don't know if I share your same nihilistic... I hate it. ...views. Actually, I'm a, I also was in a good mood all day today. I was in a good mood yesterday. You know what it was? I've been, I've been in a good spot lately. I know why I was in a good mood today. You're probably... It's the same reason. What? Because yesterday was like the end of the Dolphins season. No, I don't think so. For, that's what it was for me. I was like, well, at least I don't have to care anymore. I could just watch... I don't know. As an I emotionless think, husk. I think something has shifted. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is it that everyone knows the Fauci, like, tortured puppies? Yeah. Like, <laughs> People kinda. are like, oh, what the Like, fuck? the Alec Baldwin thing. <laughs> Alec Baldwin shots him Fauci, in the Fauci, like, being All out. All our heroes suck. Vanity Fair <laughs> had that article, like, oh, no, like, we, Fauci lied. Like, he was definitely funding gain of function. It's like, there we go. Let's start getting into some shit. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, like, in a positive attitude because of that kind of stuff. Trump launched a thing. The stock. It's like, I don't know. I think good times are, are coming, baby. I like the optimism. I'm trying. It's definitely not coming in in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium. No, man. They're dead. You know who might be coming at Hard Rock Stadium? Not, Deshaun Watson. Not probably, massage therapist. Probably in the trainer's room. After a nice massage. <laughs> is Miami... Is Deshaun Watson coming to Miami, or is he coming in Miami? That is the question. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's how I feel. I get it. But, yeah, like, after yesterday's loss, like it's no more... There's no more reason to just... You just... Every Sunday, you sit on the couch. Not for nothing. No. no, it can't. It's just gonna be bad. I felt this way after week three. So like, I had the Dolphins season over after the Raiders game. I've been so trying credit, to talk you off that, but credit to me. You're always right. Credit to me for just <laughs> after they lost to the Raiders, like that's yeah, it. That season's over. It's over. God. It's like no way do we beat the Colts, and you're like, well, of I course mean, we're gonna beat the Colts. You should have played Sinet. Well. He's an Eagles quarterback now. They like him. I can't believe they have a pick. It's really, <laughs> it's really nuts that like the the goal has to be for the season is to get that pick out of the top. Seven. Not only is your season over, I can season being over doesn't mean anything to me. It's whatever. Football seasons end early all the time for teams. That's not a big deal. It's that we started a rebuild. Two years ago. And we have to do it again. Well, that team was so much more enjoyable. You fucked the rebuild. The rebuild's dead. You have to now rebuild again. But here's the problem with the second rebuild. You got no talent to rebuild. There's no assets you're gaining. I actually think there's a bunch of talent on this team that's just, like, not doing anything. So, like, to me, like, Baker and, and Van Ginkle and... Terrible. Um, I mean, I think we call them talent because that's just what we have. I think they're. I think those guys don't play on like most. They were good last year. They were good in the past. But maybe I mean, who knows at this point? 
But that should be for another staff to try and decide. Unless you're giving these guys another year next year. I don't know. I don't. I can't even wrap my head around the fact that, like, how how many sacks do we have on the year as a team? What do you think? It's not that many now. It's got to be, like, six, maybe. Oh, like, how many times have we sacked the quarterback? Yeah. I think meant given up. Like, how many times have our quarterbacks been No. We can't get pressure on a quarterback to we save can't do life. anything well on any, either side of the ball. We don't run the ball well. We don't tackle well. We don't catch the ball well. We don't break tackles well. We don't tackle well. We yeah, I said that, but yes. We don't rush the passer. We don't cover. <laughs> it's hard to win football games like that. But this is the difference between the 2019 team and the 2020 team. Like, or the 2021 team. The 2019 team, you had no talent, you tore everything down, and a bunch of undrafted guys rose to the occasion and played above their heads and were good and proven themselves as NFL players. Then you spent two seasons enriching this team with top-of-the-draft talent, and that top-of-the-draft talent has just been so underwhelming to the tune where some of it can't even see the field. So, like, you started the rebuild with by, like, identifying undrafted guys that were key contributors. And you're ending the rebuild by wasting draft picks on guys who can't even play. Like, f- actually play. Like, Correct. can't even play the game. Can't get to Let's the think game about this. and play it. Yesterday, in a game where you lost by two points, you have a first-round corner and A second-round tight end, though. A second-round tight end out. And a first-round... Edge rusher who played 15 snaps. Yeah. Well, even Gitsicki was only on the field for 60 snaps. Or 60%, 60% of, snaps. of snaps. That's crazy. Which is crazy. He's your best Gusicki, player. Gitsicki needs to be out there on if 95 percent Because two is close. Gitsicki is. Correct. On offense. It's Gitsicki and two. One and two. And then Waddle. And then Waddle. But Waddle doesn't even count. Like, until they start using Waddle the way Waddle should be used. Like, oh, I, man. What you could tell. When Waddle has the ball in his hands, like yesterday, when the ball's going to Waddle and it's in his hands, you feel like yes, you know what? You they, feel more confident than they ran else with the team. They ran the the play yesterday. It was like in the first series, it might have been like the third play of the game or second play. That they ran it. It's the Alabama play that like I can't believe it took us this long to run it. Which is just like you snap it and throw it in like one motion, and you just hit Waddle on like. Two steps and just a little slant. It's just a straight slant, just hit, boom, done. And, like, Waddle turned that into, like, a 15-yard play. And it's like, why aren't we doing that more? All the time. Why aren't we just running go routes? I don't know. I don't want to talk about the Dolphins on this podcast. I didn't. That, you brought them up. Makes me depressed. I was in a good mood. Actually, I'm, it's really not that depressing. The only thing about it that makes me depressed is the thought that Tua is not going to be on this team. Because, like, I like... Well, the only thing I look forward to watching on this team Dude, is Tua. I love getting on I'm it. I'm so sick of everyone else and the Sunday, coaching staff. I I dreaded, love Tua. I dreaded those Jacoby Brissett games. I didn't want to watch them. Yeah. I was like, there's nothing I was going to get out of them. I don't care, like, that we're 1-6. Like, I'm excited to watch Tua yeah, against the Bills. Like, what's Tua against the Bills? I used to feel this way about Tannehill, though, and no one... Listen, Tannehill was good. He he's good now, dude. Tannehill's good. I used to like. We were Tannehill terrible. is a top half QB. I used to go into the game and be like, "Let's see how Tannehill can make people who hate him look stupid today." Because he's gonna have a good game, fine game. He will not be the reason why we lose. And then everyone will shit on. Him. Now, yesterday, to be fair to Tua, 
not even to be fair to, to be fair to everyone, Tua was the reason we lost history's game. Yeah. Those He's two part picks, of why you lose. Yes, but let's be let's even be hard on Tua so that we can never be criticized for not being fair. Even if you say, and I will say, Tua's interceptions directly contribute to the loss. Is the most important factor. Tua is the biggest reason we lost yesterday. He was also the biggest reason we even had a chance at winning that game. He was the player who contributed the most to every positive aspect of that game. There is not anything good that happened in that game that wasn't a direct result of something that Tua Tungavaloa did. So, like, except for the Xavier pick. Sure. But even the Xavier pick, like, Tua worked for everything he did. Xavier Howard lucked into that pick. I wouldn't say that's unfair. I feel like it's true. That's unfair to be like he looked into that pick. Just kind of rolled over. I don't know, man. The 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 Tua stands on Twitter. They got their hands on the all twenty two. They were saying both of those picks. They're not really like okay. Tua can take the blame for blown up on the second one. (laughs) So apparently on the first one, Dermsmite doesn't write right run the right route, and he doesn't get there. Now, what I saw a lot on Twitter, and I'm not a big football, like, I don't know the ins and outs, but they were claiming, if that's Gasicki, that pick doesn't happen. Like, it just doesn't happen. It might not be a touchdown, and it still might be a questionable throw because you're throwing it into double coverage, but it's not a pick. Then, on the, the second interception, which I think is the egregious one, they're saying, like, Waddle, like, two was throwing the ball to Waddle. It went right to Waddle. Waddle moved. Waddle left his spot, and the ball got picked. So, like, if Waddle's where he should be... Oh, wow. Look at that. It's mom. Your mom. Hello? Hi. Hey. 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 Oh, hi, guys. Hi. What's up? What are you doing? Ask about the Dolphins. We're podcasting. Oh, what's the name of your groomer? That's the only reason I'm calling. The dog groomer? No free ads. We use the rub-a-dub dog groomer. Down I don't have to believe that. on the other side, right? Yeah, by Seaside, the bridge. Oh, okay, thanks. All right. Okay. Okay. You got it. All right. All right, bye. Bye. Bleep all of that. No free ads. For- I'll probably forget to call them back. Um, as we were saying, though, do you remember what we were saying? Oh, the 12-22, um, the second pick. The second Both moved. picks were, like, not necessarily on to. But like, like, they're two, both bad decisions, and they yeah. shouldn't have been thrown. Here's but, the like, thing. the team can help them out in those spots. I don't even care. Those things don't even matter. Quarterbacks are going to have picks. Two is, two is four touchdowns. Matt Ryan had two turnovers yesterday. His team won in spite of it. We were a point away. Stop him. You got to stop for a minute, 30 seconds. They scored in no time. They drained that clock on you like you were a fucking bitch. They were able... <laughs> this is what they did. They were able to get into field goal range in two plays. Dump, dump, and then... Then they got to get you to call timeouts while they were clearly going to get a first down. You were never stopping Cordero Patterson. That was Might never well going to happen. Now you have no timeouts, and they get to kneel it three times. Kick an easy field goal. Kick an easy field goal. Everyone goes home happy for if you're a Falcons fan. And you look like idiots. And you look like idiots. But like, now, what, but what do you want to do? Who did his job? Brian Flores. Listen, this is now the second week in a row where you're losing on 
Your last minute field goals. Like, where's your defense? And not just last minute field goals. Like in both circumstances, just egregiously bad defense that Awful. allows the Jacksonville game. You had what, one. What's up with all of a sudden? Like we don't play man coverage anymore on third downs. Like third downs, we're going to these real soft zones. I think it's the linebackers. Like we're allowing these. Like there was the one play. Like I mean, we're they're catching the ball five yards before the first down marker on third down, and they are converting it with ease. Like it's not even close. But this is why. It's both, what is that? It's both a coaching issue and a player personnel issue because <coughs> we're Flores loves the the defensive back. You know what? You know what? So he's got a ton of safeties and defense backs. And your and linebackers, linebackers are ass. Can't cover. You know what's one? You know what's a fun one to talk about that I haven't seen anyone bring up because we're talking about like the big noggin pick and all these different uh, the Kyle Van Noy. You let him go. Landon Roberts hasn't been good. Hasn't been good. You said that was going to be your guy, and before the season started, you said goodbye-bye to Bernardrick McKinney. Why? Eric Flowers couldn't be doing a better job than Austin Jackson. Like, what? Like, So, the the organization a lot of problems. is in shambles right now. But that's now. why it makes no sense to trade for Deshaun Watson. Like, quarterback's not even, like, a, on the list of, there's, like, a list of shit that's wrong here. And it's a mile long. And you know what's not on that? Quarterback. The quarterback play. No. It's not even clear. It's nowhere. It's not that it's not in the top ten. It's not on the But list. I get it. Like, I do get the, the fans that are like, well, here's the if thing. you get Deshaun, you, maybe he's able to win in spite of all Listen. that. But then my response is, he didn't win in Houston. He had a four-win season in Houston. The beautiful thing about And that team was better than our team. The beautiful thing about having a fifth-round pick at quarterback who's only started 13 games for you, is that the potential is... Did you say fifth round pick? Fifth overall fifth pick. Fifth overall pick. The, the, the potential is limitless. So, do yourself a favor with his no contract and his good play so far. Support him in all you can. They can't do that. build the team. If they do that, their jobs are gone. You're not building the team, so everything else is because bad. Because two is the only thing that you did that was right. Yeah. So... I, I got nothing. Go Braves. I watched I watched that Colts 49ers game because now I'm big everyone who plays the 49ers fan. Oh, my God. The goal has to Wait, be to have on. your pick be higher than the 49ers. There was, I was reading a thread on Reddit in our NFL about Dolphins, and there was a comment from an Eagles fan. He's like, I'm just a fan of whatever team plays – the Dolphins and we win every week. <laughs> it's great. It's like it's great life. Like we just we're so good. We always win. <laughs> and I was like, it's really funny. Because that that's was, what it was like with, with the, Texans. the Texans. But yeah, like also, and we blew that. Listening to part of my take, and they're like, "What? Like who are the 49ers? Like the 49ers? Are, are we the only two people in the world who thought the 49ers weren't good? They why? I don't know why anyone thought they. Everyone good. thinks that they're supposed to be good." Is it because of the coach? I think it's because Jimmy Garoppolo is so attractive. People expect him to be good, but he's Jimmy not Garoppolo's good. bad. George Kittle's good, but he's never healthy. And the defense isn't good. And the defense isn't good. They blew it up, and it's never been good since it was good. So, like, don't tell me the 49ers are supposed to win their division and be a, a threat at a Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? But I don't blame Greer when he makes the trade that says, like, my team will be better than the 49ers. I agreed with him at the time. But when you're not and you're this bad, like it's 
So everything you do from here on out has got to be like, we need our pick to not be as bad as the 49er pick. Dude, it's the whole Belichick thing. Like, Belichick looks implode. Belichick looks smart because he wins. Right? Like, if Belichick never won, no one would ever try to copy this weird, like, I don't speak to the media, I give everyone short answers, I don't talk, like, I, I run my program like it's blah, 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 blah. When you lose, you look like an idiot and you look like you have no control. Look at the Dolphins right now. Brian Flores looks like an idiot. And he's not. And he's not an idiot. But, dude, like, at some point I think you got to, like, look at yourself and go, maybe I just got to, like, be me. Like, I think he's putting on an act. But I think, no, I think this is who he is. I don't think it's who he is. I think it's who he is. I think he's just kind of like a I don't think it's rough who he is. football kind of asshole guy. But, like, there have been coaches who've done that, the most famous being, like, Tom Coughlin, who comes into New York, struggles in the beginning because he's such a hard-ass and then softens up and wins the Super Bowl. But I I think it's like everything else, where the greats are going to have their own style, they're going to be eccentric, they're going to be different people, but that's what makes them who they are and why they're so good. Like, Mike Tomlin isn't like any other head coach in the NFL. No, he's a weirdo. Just like... Just like I don't know, Sean like Sean McVay is good, but he's fucking freak. Different. Andy Reid is different. Like the good, the, Tom Brady is unlike any other quarterback. So when you're good at something to the level where you're the trendsetter, when, when is Brady's contract up with the Bucks? Do you want to sign Brady at age forty-five? Why not? Hey, come on, Andy, Tom. I think he could. I think he's gonna. Win a Super Bowl I was thinking about him team. today. Like, <laughs> why wouldn't he go for ten? Like he's gonna, I think he's good. like they're gonna win the Super Bowl. They're this year. good. They're gonna win the Super Bowl. This year. I don't, I don't understand how it could be possible. It's great. Like he's gonna have if they win this year. Is that his eighth Super Bowl? Because last year was seven. I guess so. Or was last year six? I think he had six with the Patriots. Then he got his seventh with the Bucks. Like why not go for ten? It's a game to him at this point. Just like, how many of these can I win? I would try to win with All as many them. teams as possible. Right? I just start signing one year deals. Like, who's the closest contender? I'm your quarterback now. Watch <laughs> me win a Super Bowl. <laughs> just to prove it. I'm so good. It's crazy. Start getting cocky. He's like 60, and he's like, I'm going to go to teams that aren't even good. And I'm just going to get them to a Super Bowl. <laughs> he's going to, like, die on the field. He might, the, wait, he, we got to start the actual part. He might not ever die. We're just rambling. I have things I actually want to talk about. Okay. 